Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. And the rubber chicken says, <laughs> yes, Representative Lauren Boebert said the easiest way to make the Delta variant go away is to turn off CNN and vote Republicans. Hell, I know that's crazy, and I'm a rubber chicken. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are, my friend. And it just may be time to start the rubber chicken party. Well, we can't talk about it now because it's time for Lewis Black's Rantcast number 48, entitled, The Dogs Get Depressed. Mm-hmm. Based, of course, uh, on a, a recent quote that I heard while watching uh, the horrifying news from, uh, uh, I believe it's Surfside, uh, in uh, Florida, out just outside of Miami, that condo, uh, they had dogs there who do the searching. And the dogs, they said, get depressed when they don't find people and have to be taken off the site, uh, the job that is, and be uh, rehabilitated uh, and, um, and worked with. Uh, the dogs get to imagine what, what if that the dogs imagine what happens to the humans who have to deal with this. Imagine what's happened to all of those caregivers who've been through uh, a h- horrific uh, sixteen months and continuing due to the Delta variant because of people like Lauren Bobert. I'm a fucking leaveable. I'm not kidding about a rubber chicken party. Why not? Uh, you know, they used to say a chicken in every pot. I think a rubber chicken in, in possibly every seat in Congress. Uh, and um, it might be the way to go. I mean, good God. You probably get more empathy from a rubber chicken. You're certainly getting more empathy from a dog. The dog gets depressed. I watch what's been going on over the past 
goddamn number of weeks and uh, in terms of week after week of talking about what's going on in in these votes that they're having. Uh, you kind of go, where is your empathy, fuckers? The dog's got empathy. The, the, the fucking dog. Is that, do they have to train the dog to have empathy? I don't think so. But they may have to train humans. Certainly humans elected to Congress who don't seem to have any empathy at times to the people out there. Well, you know, it's this money that they're getting. It's crap. They're fucking, you know, they need to do some goddamn research. Okay? This fucking, you know, it's, it, 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 this fucking nonsense of just a completely year after year after fucking year of my life. Oh, those people, they're just taking advantage of the system. Right? Huh? Seriously? Not, no, not the corporations. No, not them. No, not the corporations that get all the perks from being here and move to another goddamn country. No, it's these people out there who have been fucking screwed over for years. All, of all race, creeds, colors, religions, everything. And, and there's a real possibility, well, they're not coming back because, you know, they're getting paid so well. They're not coming back because maybe they're trying to put their lives together. And maybe you could form a, a goddamn group, uh, a Congress, you could get down and figure it out and get a group of people together and fucking see what's going on. Because I've got, uh, it's coming from both sides. You basically go, the Democrats say what you expect them to say, the Republicans say what you expect them to say. The, the Secretary of Labor, the, the Democrat from Boston, <laughs> whatever I hear that, I hear that Sam Adams ad, to stop it. Um, why? Because the ad's been on a gazillion times. And I'm watching sports as a diversion. I'm even watching soccer, which I fucking, I can't believe I'm doing that. I've been broken. That's what it's done to me. That's what the pandemic's done to me. I'm watching soccer, which I've said time and time again, it's like watching a geometry lesson unfold in front of me. But, but, but so the secretary of labor says that, uh, um, that in the states in which they have taken away this, this $300 that the federal government sent uh, in terms of unemployment, that uh, the job numbers haven't improved. Well, there's, so then what is, if that's true, what's holding it up and let's figure it the fuck out. Because I know from, from uh, my, my, the, the limited travel that I've had recently and uh, my friends here in the city with businesses that uh, there have been problems. My, my friend Steve Olson running the great, celebrating its 43rd year of business, the West Bank Cafe, tough to get People to work there. Tough. I watched him last night. They've got a skeleton staff. I went to another restaurant I really like here. You want to get back to them? You want? And there, and uh, it was the uh, the two really the two owners were working it, and the two owners were working it, it down at uh, the West Bank. The uh, uh, it was just the, the skeleton staffs. Um. But no empathy from Congress, no, none whatsoever. They're just uh, clocking it along. It's just unbelievable.
I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe you should send them down there. Maybe, maybe we should have them be trained with the dogs. I don't know, but happy 4th of July. Yes, sir. Let's celebrate. Um, let's celebrate the, the 4th of July by, uh, and then, uh, we, we kind of go into that weekend with the Supreme court saying that there really is no problem with, the. Uh, the, you know, kind of getting rid of some of the other parts of the, the Voting Rights Act. And that uh, I, I just, I don't even, I don't have the energy to go into that. I don't. Um, I, I work with the ACLU on, uh, and I believe that you get as many people out voting and you do as much as you can and you don't create problems. And then, and then meanwhile, in terms of this, they've shut down another building in, uh, Florida and, and told people to start moving and they're going to let the, uh, they're going to let the other part of the condo that's going to go down. There's a hurricane approaching. It's, it's just one chapter after another. Uh, but now people will start checking the, the housing. And of course, this is an infrastructure problem now. And it's certainly not a problem. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's the, of course it's, the, you know, the federal government did this. No, you know, who did it was, uh, uh, states, I think, didn't oversee this, did they? The state of Florida, which has done such a magnificent job with their uh, vaccination record. And, oh, don't worry about letting people on boats who haven't been vaccinated. Fuck you. God in heaven. Happy Fourth of July. Don't blow off your hands, please. It's... Um, Bill and, and and what do they do? They, they you know the Independence Day they let Bill Cosby out. Huh? The, you, the you 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 search for breath. Well, you know it was a it, and it's, it's he's not because he's innocent because of, because the the guy who defends. The former leader, and you saw him, and whether I don't care what side you're on, you saw him. They even had to, that the, during the second impeachment, the one they brought in, and they basically somebody had to take him. Psycho, no, 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 you're not. Uh, he's the one who kind of signed a deal with Cosby, and Cosby admitted to doing all sorts of things. And then they said they couldn't use that testimony against him because the guy said they wouldn't use the testimony against him. And I'm supposed to. I, it's just, I, I, it flips me. I can't imagine what it's doing to the women who've been through this. All of the women who've had to deal with this on one level or another, uh, you know, who are looking for some form of justice at, at the end of the day. And he's, um, and he's running his mouth off. But uh, we uh, noticed they were closing one of the venues I used to play uh, Bagram Air Force Base in Afghanistan closed just a few days ago. It's closing down. Um, I, I went online to just check that to be to get the date. It was 2010, uh, and I believe uh, I'm pretty sure I was there with Robin, who, who was just magnificent during those tours. I thought we were there twice. I know we were in Kandahar twice at the soccer stadium there. Um, and I've, I know that Kathleen was, was there on that tour. Um, 
a big Air Force base. And I think the, the, the Germans were there, the Canadians, and uh, it, it was just another great show. And uh, I was hoping to get it on my tour this time. You know, uh, there's arguments both ways of, of how we're doing this. I'm not sure. I, I really am not someone to ask in terms of this, but I, I don't think it's really great to have the, the Taliban back, but you're going to ha- have to ask countries to, to deal with this stuff. But uh, once again, I, uh, uh, the, the women there who have known f- freedom for quite some time and a kind of a, a, a been able to, uh, to kind of get degrees and do things they'd never had been able to do under the Taliban. And they keep saying, you know, this is, there's a generation that never knew the Taliban. Well, you know, I, you just hope you know, you, beyond hope that, uh, that the, uh, Afghani, uh, uh, government can, uh, you know, can, can keep these, uh, maniacs at bay in terms of that kind of madness. I, I and once again, the, the dogs get depressed. Not the Taliban. <laughs> not the Taliban. I'm depressed. I'm not really depressed. I'm, uh, it's, but I am. I'm okay. I'm always just okay. Uh, and my my energy sucks. I still can't get it kicked in. Well, maybe you should exercise. No, exercise does not help. I've done all sorts of exercise. Take long walks. Do all sorts of stuff. It still doesn't matter. I'm still kind of fighting to find my energy. And uh, so that's a minor, but I did have a successful dental surgery uh, my 400th time to try to get these implants in. And uh, hopefully we got it this time. Aren't you glad I'm sharing this with you? As as I begin to become uh, once again, and next week, this coming week, I will, they will be put in. I will have two new teeth and they won't be my teeth. They'll come from a factory somewhere. And I will once again move on to becoming the shadow of my former self. And I'm going to maybe have to find one of these dogs who will uh, will have some empathy for me. Maybe a pet. That's what I need. Also, I switched this week uh, to the CBS. (laughs) I was forced to switch, not this week, but I was forced now by my new prescription people, the ones who help me with my health insurance. You know, you have someone who you go to for that, who helps you lower those prescription prices. And ours, the, the, the SAG after went to CVS Caremark, who's now taking over, uh, apparently, the Directors Guild and a whole number of other places. Um, and they are becoming the service. You know, they're the ones who do, you they're the ones who you go in and they do the co-pays and everything. And they, uh, and it's CVS and why here's where you come down to monopolies. CVS has all of these fucking, um, drug stores. Do they need, uh, to also run a prescription service? I say fucking no, uh-uh. Get a prescription service to run a prescription service the way a prescription service should be run. Don't give them both. They don't fucking deserve both. They run drug stores. That's enough. You make your fortune there. So that, so that there is another group that has to deal with them so that they can fight in order, hopefully, to protect us. And we're the only people on earth who don't, as a group, um, negotiate drug, drug prices. No other people on earth do that. No other people. Nobody. 
us. Why? Because we're dumb shits. That's why. Because we're afraid it's called socialist. No, it's called we've got the power. That's what it's called. It's drugs. It's, it's what stands between us and death sometimes. And I've talked about that too. I had to get it. And these, you know, this, this, uh, this thing that I need and I need it. And, and I have to pay full freight for it. And other people have to pay full fucking freight for it. I'm lucky that I can afford it. There are tons of people who can't afford it. Why the fuck should they have to kill themselves or worry about whether they can afford it or worry if they should have it every other month? It's fucking absurd. You know, if we decide this is, you know, if we as a group um, make the decision that this is, it's empathy for all of us. Okay. There's a group that can pay for it outright. Most people can't pay for it outright. That's why you get everybody together and we've got the leverage. And then we force their fucking hand. We go, oh, we're not going to pay that for it. So fuck you. And then we negotiate. That's how you do it. They do it in everything else. Okay? God damn it. I've become inexplicable. I feel sometimes that I'm talking and I'm just blithering away. And, uh, and no help, not helping. But CVS Caremark isn't helping. Because they forced me to get two of my maintenance drugs. Uh, which I used to get a block and a half away. Now I got to walk over to the to CVS to get it. And I think, what bullshit that they're forcing me to go to their goddamn fucking drugstore because they run the prescription service so that I can stand around and while I'm waiting, possibly pick up some uh, new toothpaste, maybe a hairbrush if I still need one, huh? Maybe some, uh, uh, you know, sunblock, you know, whatever else the fuck. There's some trash bags. Oh, fuck, I need this too. And look at that. I've, I've just walked out of CBS with uh, $13 in maintenance drugs and $350 in shit that I need for the apartment. Fuck you, CBS. Fuck you. It's bullshit. And, and what do I wish? What's stupid is, is if Dwayne Reed, Walgreens, um, had taken it over, which is the one I go to, which started as a mom and pop store, or at least a, a private um, drugstore and then was bought out by Dwayne Reed and then bought out by Walgreens. And if they had got, done it, I wouldn't be telling you this story. I'd be going, oh, I've got away with this. I just walk a block and a half and they're right on top of their shit. But nope, they gave it to CBS and they shouldn't have given it to Walgreens either. And I don't know where Walgreens was on this. That means Walgreens probably buying something else and it'll be fucking me too. And probably you. And that's what's been going on. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe what we should do is uh, with the month of August um, before they really have to come back in the fall and start doing their shit and before they have to go out there and start trying to get votes again, which is they do every fucking day anyway, is maybe get Congress uh, to go wherever they rehabilitate those dogs. That'd be good. Maybe get them together, put them in a pound with them, huh? So that maybe they can learn something. Right? Maybe they can learn something from an Irish retriever. Uh, maybe. Maybe that maybe the retriever can take the golden retrievers, huh? Maybe that golden retriever can teach them something. That'd be nice. That would be a start. A few things before we go. <laughs> Into that good day or night or whatever it is. In Ali, Kentucky, a huge country music festival billed as a redneck rave descended into violence and mass arrest last week. 
uh, the word redneck rave would have been kind of a tip off to something uh, happening. And I'm, I'm not being, and I, am I, am I showing empathy? No, I may have to go to the, uh, uh, I'm not showing empathy to rednecks. So I could be really joining up with, uh, a bunch of the, uh, a bunch of the congressmen at one of the pounds where, uh, some of the dogs are being rehabilitated or wherever they send them to, um, this five-day event, the Redneck Wave, which brought more than 20,000 people to a tiny town without a single spot, stoplight, quickly became chaotic, leading to 14 arrests and 48 people charged. Quickly, a 29-year-old man allegedly strangled a woman to unconsciousness in an argument over a blanket. At what, at what point doesn't the brain kind of click and go, uh, I mean, how, how much would you have to have done? whatever to drugs, drink, whatever to be fighting over or not even fighting, arguing over a blanket, huh? Uh, Two intoxicated friends got into a fight that left one of them with a slit throat. Excellent. And one party goer drove over a log that went through the floorboard of his vehicle and impaled him in the abdomen. Another man had a finger crushed by a car. Sheriff's deputies set up a traffic stop outside the event and made an arrest on their first stop. After finding methamphetamines and marijuana, we were like, well, this doesn't bode well for the weekend, said the sheriff. Nope. Glad I missed that. Glad I missed that. Maybe I'll go next year, though. The Germans, uh, in light of what's happening in Afghanistan, they're withdrawing, um, too, but they prioritize things. Um, They've announced that before they withdraw their troops, all 1,100 of them, uh, they will fly home their huge stockpile of alcohol. Yep, they certainly have their their priorities in order. More than 60,000 cans of beer and hundreds of bottles of wine and champagne. Wow. Before they get the troops out. Yeah, you know, in case they attack Bagram, we don't want to lose that. You know, you guys hold the fort down because we got to get that shit out of it. But couldn't you leave us a stupid boss? No, we, have, we must take the stupid boss at home. So many people have been asking for the stupid possum, and we must take it. But and and we need our Rieslings. We need our Rieslings now. Please, please let go of that bottle. Let go of it. No, we may have to court martial. It's unbelievable. I can't even do a German accent. <laughs> but isn't that something? Yes, Serene. You got to admire that. Just the the balls of a government going, "Hey, fuck you!" Taking the alcohol first, and then but knowing the troops go, "Oh, I understand." Uh, quickly, uh, here's a shocker. Karen, uh, the name, has plunged 171 places in the uh, annual rankings of popular baby names. It comes from the Social Security Administration, in case you're wondering what else they do. Besides sending those checks out, that socialist check, that socialist check that all the people who bitch about socialism get the check. Um, but Karen... Is, there's only 325 babies were named, Karen, in 2020. Wow. That is low. That is a low ball. It was 33,000 in 1965. But, it, um, you know, it'll come back. Maybe it'll come back as crayon. You know, yellow crayon, green crayon, orange crayon. You know, who knows? You know, we used to call kids Karen, but now we call them crayon. Finally, and the most interesting, I think, uh, piece of news I have for you is is that uh, doctors told an Australian 
woman who woke up with an Irish accent following tonsil surgery. An Australian woman who woke up with an Irish accent after tonsil surgery, that she may be stuck with the accent for life. Can you imagine that? Imagine having whatever accent you're a man. It is just so sudden and so bizarre, said Angie N28, an Asian woman who has never been to Ireland. I've heard of this happening before, um, a few times, and, and it's weird. But, I mean, that poor, that poor Australian woman, I, that's just, and you start hearing yourself speaking in that brogue, you got to go, wow, what is that? Maybe that's, maybe Kathleen was, uh, maybe she was German and had a German accent and uh, had surgery, didn't tell me about it. And that's how she got her Irish uh, brogue thing going. Of course, she can do a million, a, a variety. She can do every accent in the world. But uh, I've got to tell her about that. It's, uh, <laughs> wow. It makes you wonder. Maybe we've all, maybe I had tonsil surgery. Maybe I was, you know, maybe I had another really great accent. God knows what it would be. Um, French, if I could even do a French accent. <laughs> but uh, that's it from here. Another fabulous week as we trundle toward, uh, hopefully, uh, better times. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to see it. Okay? I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to hope that we be, we get the empathy factor up like the the pooches are. Okay, I got to really hope for that. I got to hope for the fact that there's there's no one like this uh, uh, Jim Walsh of Aberdeen, Washington, the state senator. He showed up at a Lacey Church basketball gym to give a speech to conservative activists while wearing a yellow star affixed to his shirt, the the one that the Jews used to have to wear by the Nazis in order to identify them so that they could eventually take them off. And he said the yellow star in his shirt in terms of the, the vaccine stuff. I, I can't even, I, my brain just looks at this stuff and it just goes, really? Uh, and uh, the fact that you have to, you know, you, you have to, you really should get this vaccine that we're forcing these people to is just that uh, we're all Jews now. Well, you don't have to really get it. Nobody's taking you to a concentration camp and the fact that you don't know history. And maybe someday, you know, we had some time off. And I don't know if it helped. Uh, I hope it helped all of you. I want to thank you all for continuing to send in your uh, raves and your rants and your stories and your tales, whatever you've got. Send it. I'll try to get up on, onto the air. And I do hope I, once again, do it justice. Um, July 26th, just a reminder, up in Chautauqua for the first show. Could be the end of the career show. Could be, wow, that's enough, Lewis. Time to go home. Um, if you can join us, you may want to join the, uh, you know, the fan club. I'll keep repeating that because it beats, if you're going to see the show, it beats Ticketmaster. It beats, you're going to be able to get the best seats at the best price. That's just the way it is with some, a lot of perks. Uh, and as many as we can get you, and uh, good luck with all that's ahead. Um, I do hope you continue to have, and or that that your your summer grows and is better and better and better, and that uh, you know that we're able to really um, flourish again. And if not as a people, at least as maybe a neighborhood. <laughs>
I'm wishing nothing but the best for you this week. And uh, as always, it's been a pleasure spending time with you. And I wish I could keep these things shorter, but I just start babbling uh, because I don't get out enough. And I think we all should. Um, but if you do, don't get in there. People who are still um, need to get vaccinated. And maybe if you could um, get somebody to vaccinate themselves this week who hasn't been. Um, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Good luck. Or get them a, no, I won't even say it. A yellow star. Stop. Stop it. God, how, what's the matter with people? No empathy. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ron Nair wishes to share this with us. Hey, Lewis, big fan here, though I'm kind of out of your coverage area. I tried to write a rant, but I'm unsure if I can do your delivery justice because I I don't uh, erupt in anger. I just mutter and think highly understated, uncharitable thoughts. Perfectly all right, Ron. Uh, I'm reading everything that crosses my path that that I find interesting and uh, that I want would like to get out there for you folks. And um, so it's the idea of it's we've gone beyond just rants and 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 if your rant is understated so be it although i've read this it's it's understated in a in a very provocative way i'm an indian currently in switzerland trying to make a career change from school teacher to chef wow don't get me wrong i love teaching but the hours and pay and alongside the flawed motivations of the unchanging indian education system did a lot to make me quit before I lost my mind. But that can be the topic of another rant. 
I've always been an introvert, but recently I've had the pleasure of working as a chef intern in Switzerland. I'm getting paid an extraordinary salary as an intern. I read a lot, and it's only recently sunk in how much the difference in currencies and living costs vary. I've made more money in six months as an intern than four years as a teacher. I also must say, most Swiss people I've talked to seem quite nice, but the fucking money this country seems to have is obscene. Literally obscene. It makes me want to urinate in a public space. It's so clean here that I'm quite sure that when I do return to India, I'm going to start getting dust allergies which would be highly probable as a part of a tour with a motif of hell on earth. I also found the price of houses near me, as well as the rent in this region, to be quite high. And now I'm considering a life of crime because, well, it's still attractive. And this is where my rage kicks in, because I'm very sure I'm being attracted to join the evil side of humanity. Whenever I feel positively constructive, I also feel like we need a worldwide coordinated effort to assassinate and kill the 1% and the associated bankers. I'm pretty sure the bulk of the people on that list will be Swiss and maybe some residents of the Cayman Islands. Well, um, that's, that's a, your rage may be understated, but... Ooh, I don't I don't know if we really want to assassinate and kill these folks. We just would like to have a fair, fair tax system, I think, Ron. Uh, well, now I'm regulating my rage by making my own edibles. Well, that's you've learned something as a chef. I am ready for a state of anarchy. Fuck me sideways and bring me some lube for that purpose. Thank you, Ron. Uh, I know that it, at times I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure what you were uh, the, the, you were getting at. Um, I hope I did uh, did justice to it. I mean, uh, you're writing in English, you're Indian, and you're living in Switzerland. My hat is off to you, and I really appreciate this this understated bit of anger. If you wish to expand on it, please, after I've read it, send in some more, and uh, I'll complete it. But I thought it should get out there. I hope things go well as a chef. Joe Saba has a rant about someone we've gotten to know all too well for reasons that uh, that we shouldn't have gotten to know him. <laughs> Not the right reasons, all the wrong reasons. Let it rip, Joe. Governor Abbott. There are seemingly countless Republican bastards I could rant about, but today I'd like to focus on Greg Abbott. Abbott is such a fucker that if I think about it too long, I practically break out in a rash. After everything Texans went through during and after the winter storm that left us without power and water for days, this fucking fucker is choosing to waste hundreds of thousands of dollars on a fucking border wall instead of paying to repair and strengthen our beyond fuck power grid. And just in time for a record-breaking summer, which is expected to, what? Refuck our power grid all over again. We need a reliable power grid, and this fucker is building a racist border wall. That would be like a child 
wanting to ride safely in the car. But instead of the parents buying a child safety seat, they buy a fucking racist border wall. In conclusion, fuck you, Greg Abbott. And thank you, Joe Saba. A quick little rant from Dan Riley. As a 31-year-old with Asperger's syndrome, I have never been more fucking embarrassed with our country than the last decade. My generation took everything as an insult in college, unwittingly helped Donald the douche become president, while those of us with disabilities get screwed in college and neither party pays attention. Grow up and get your head out of your ass, America. Uh, I don't know if that'll happen anytime soon, Dan. Um, but um, I hope that helped to get it off your chest. Thank you for that. Jeff Anonymous has sent this in. I could rant about the pronunciation of my name. Somehow people seem to change it to Greg all the time. And then there's my last name. Or people who dangerously pass me in no passing lane on curves. But I'm going to stick with what's my current issue. Social security disability. And I'm I'm glad you did, Jeff. I am disabled. I have what is called an invisible disability, Marfan syndrome. Marfan is a genetic disorder that affects the connective tissue. All of our organs are made of connective tissue, like our hearts. I'm 46, and my heart has stretched out to more than three times as big as it should be, and it is only able to push out blood with about 30% of its power, also known as congestive heart failure. I was in my early 30s when I applied for Social Security Disability here in New York due to my deteriorating heart issues. By then, I had already had two open-heart surgeries and already had an enlarged heart and, and many other issues. I was denied as most people are who apply. I appealed and went in front of a judge. Now, before we get to the judge, let me just point out that this process took two years, during which time I ended up needing to have a third heart surgery as an emergency procedure, and we ended up having to use food banks because my wife could not earn enough on her own to take care of us. Uh, living in her brother's house and driving four hours round trip to get to work just to keep our goddamned health insurance. While in the hospital, recuperating from my third heart surgery, I called my lawyer and said, can we get the judge to speed up the trial now? Uh, the answer, of course, was no. I finally get in front of a judge, which just happened to be during a time when my severe scoliosis was pinching a nerve, causing me to have difficulty walking. So I was using a cane. The judge awarded me social security disability. <laughs> Yay! But he awarded it to me based on my scoliosis, not my failing heart, because my scoliosis keeps me from being able to sit at a desk for too long without pain, and the same with standing. Even though I can't pick up or push heavy objects or raise my blood pressure too high because of my failing heart. Somehow, 
I can live and be gainfully employed without a heart pumping blood through my body. I am extremely grateful for the help of Social Security Disability, absolutely. Unfortunately, it is only a small help and is not enough to be able to pay for food, mortgage, rent, gas, health insurance, co-pays, etc. So I still work part-time. But, yes, another big fat but, I can't work too much because if I earn more than a certain amount per month, I get the Social Security disability taken away. And now minimum wages are being raised, which means I have to work less. And no one wants to hire someone who can only work less than 20 hours a week. Apparently, in 2017, I earned more than the threshold and am now having to pay it back. How? Do I get an explanation of how I missed the mark? Of how much I earned above the threshold? No. And at the end of 2018, I quit a job to start a new one in January of 2019. The last paycheck was given to me in January of 2019. So I earned too much in January of 2019. Son of a bitch. Somehow, when you get hired to do a job, you have to tell them you can't start for two months so that you don't earn too much and lose your goddamn disability. Of course, I'm fighting this. But that's a whole other rant. Now I'm going to go and try to catch my breath in this 95-degree heat. Ooh, Jeff, that is tough. That is... Oh, yeah, we've got a system that really works. And I'm really glad that Congress has a real sense of these types of moments in, in time and, uh, and that lots of people will yell and scream that, oh, boy, they're the ones taking advantage of the system. It's people like you. It's people like you that uh, sharing your stories makes a, a difference. Um, I hope it makes a difference at least for you and, and to others who are listening and eventually to, uh, to maybe a responsive uh, federal government, and I mean by that the Congress. Thank you for that. Not easy to share, I imagine, and uh, that's a tough road to hoe. I hope you win this case. You better fucking win this case. Fucking fucks. Cody Lane is sharing this with us, and uh, he starts with, I work in customer escalations. And and I'm wondering, just due to spell check, if, if that was meant to be relations. But it's kind of an interesting thing that, that they might call it escalations when a customer calls and just starts at a very low-key point, as I did yesterday when I was dealing with some uh, problems with my uh, with my prescription people who are uh, supposed to help me make it so much easier for to get prescriptions done properly, et cetera. And uh, we started at a low key point and then it just escalated. But um, so maybe it is customer escalations. But I, I think maybe, Cody, it was if you, let me know. I'm, but I'm going to read it as customer escalations because that's what you wrote. And now I'll really get it started. I work in customer escalations. 
for a major online home improvement retailer. I take calls from the worst of the worst. Lately, the majority of my calls have been people screaming at me because their appliances are on back order till right around the second coming of Christ. I try calming them down, explaining that the pandemic has slowed production and transit times. All logical explanations that any halfway sane person would at least attempt to understand. But not my customers. Oh, no. I've got Karen in Sheboygan telling me I need to call the manufacturer and tell them to speed up production so she can make shitty cookies for her shitty kids and their shitty Little League team. I had a man in Frostproof, Florida, tell me he wanted to be invited to my family's next Thanksgiving so he can tell them what a disappointment I am. No need, sir. They already fucking know, clearly, because this is the kind of shit I deal with all day. Entitled fucking assholes who think their one-time purchase of an oven deems the pandemic to magically be over so they can start baking fucking cookies. The worst part is, I love my job. I just hate these fucking asshole people. At least you love your job. But when you're dealing with the the public, it's tough. It's one of the reasons I never ended up being able to do that. I wasn't a good waiter. I I bartended okay, because there was something between me and the me and and the folks, but tough to work with the public, Cody. But uh, thanks for that. <laughs> Customer escalations. I think you should, uh, you maybe want to rename it. Maybe that is it. Let me know. Deeply appreciate you spending time with us. This just came in from Catherine Murphy. So I bought a brand new Ford Escape within 1,600 miles. It was in the shop, unable to be driven. Oh, they gave me a loaner. Uh Uh-huh. A damn Hyundai Accent. This car is so low to the ground, I call it exercise getting in and out of it. Now, I'm waiting for a part. But because the assembly line needs this part more than me, I am now into a three-week wait for my car to be fixed. Now my new car is sitting back on the dealer's lot and I'm screwed. Did I contact Ford? Yes, but I had to do it the old fashioned way by snail mail since their chat feature on their site said, we're too busy now, try later. No email address supplied, so I had to hone my skills in mean letter writing. Actually, it felt good. Did I get an answer? No. So my new defective Ford sits on the lot waiting for a part while they keep the assembly line going, making more defective Fords. The ones they screwed up just don't count worth shit. And I get to drive this shitty accent. Good thing it's summer because this car would probably kill me in the winter. I live north of Syracuse. We all know how much you love Syracuse, Lewis. Well, I do love that, you know, that barbecue, dinosaur barbecue up there. And I did love that rant. Thank you, Catherine Murphy. Thank you. A. Clark is ripping into government employees. 
or at least one in particular. Hi, Lewis. I'm sure you can understand the nature of my rant as you used to be a government employee, and, and I was, and as many of you know, uh, I've shared it with you. I was uh, worked for the Appalachian Regional Commission with the federal government. Uh, in my work, I have to deal with the fucking, fucking bullshit that is local and regional government on a regular occasion. What a bunch of incompetent fucking assholes. Don't dare to ask a question or make a request. These fuckers can't be bothered. God forbid you want to make some changes to your home. You have to deal with these holier-than-that fuckwads whose entire career is based on making your life more fucking difficult. I'm sorry to any government employees who might be listening, but go fuck yourself. Your bureaucratic bullshit is driving everyone fucking nuts. What led me to this rant is the piece of shit bureaucrat in the flood department who, I have emails, approved some paperwork I generated, only to disapprove the same paperwork with an obscure note about why the fucker disapproved the paperwork, followed up with a note, oh, by the way, I'll be out of the office for two fucking weeks. This is the only fucker in the department allowed to approve this paperwork. And he denies that the paperwork he approved an hour before he goes on vacation? Goddamn fucking asshole. I was already off of work when this email comes in and in no place to respond in a timely fashion. The fucking cocksucker sends his email all of an hour before he's off for a vacation. I get the people need a vacation, especially now, but for him to respond in a way that I can't get my questions answered is the true definition of fuck governance and a fucked asshole of a public servant. How in the fuck am I supposed to get my shit done without this fucker? And he's delaying my clients due to his fucking shit. Fuck government employees. Sorry, but not sorry. Thanks for the space to rant. Cheers. <laughs> Clark. Clark, thank you for that. You know, bureaucracy is a problem. That's for sure. But I don't think the bureaucracy was the problem here as much as the person working within that bureaucracy. And uh, as I have found over the course of time and dealing with, you know, the f folks who uh, run my cell phone company or the fucking computer fucks and uh, whatever uh, private corporation you deal with, it's the person you deal with. And that's the problem. And here's the problem here. It's not all government employees. I was a great government employee. I was the best. <laughs> but it, if, if you run into one, uh, it, it can be truly destructive. And there is no reason um, with this coming in the way it came in that you should have been, uh, you know, sideswiped in this way. And you have every right to bitch about it. Because all it would have taken was... Uh, a couple of extra minutes on their part. So, sorry you got fucked, Clark. <laughs> and, and, yep, I, I understand uh, from the local and uh, certainly the uh, 
your local government can drive you through the roof. I get it. And regional government, get it. We just had a vote here in the city. (laughs) I'm sure you know about that. So we get it. Um, Here's to better times and better employees to talk to and that, uh, um, and a very good um, 4th of July. Jeffrey Knapp gets right to the point, short and sweet in this bitter little rant. So you make an appointment to go to the foot doctor wound clinic. The appointment is at 2.15. You get there at 2 o'clock. You sit in the room where you get treated. The doctor shows up at 3 p.m., takes 15 minutes to treat your foot, then says, see you next week. What's the point of making an appointment at a certain time if you're not going to be there? Then charge me an ungodly amount of money for 15 minutes. Well, just next time, I'll bring the lube while I'm waiting again, knowing getting fucked is your specialty. Thanks, Jeffrey. I hope you didn't need to bring the lube. I hope you got there a time. <laughs> wow. Glenn Brooks had this to say to us. Why don't they have toy surprises in adult-oriented breakfast cereal? Hmm? I'd love to see a free key fob in the shape of a cartoonish rectum with a goofy look on its face in my bran flakes. I'm not sworn to one brand of raisin brand or the other, but a toy would definitely sway my choice. Well, Glenn, thank you for that, and I hope that the... uh, the, the, the adult-oriented breakfast cereals are listening to my rants. <laughs> and that, that your key fob wish comes true. Oh, it takes so little to make us happy sometimes. Joe Keenan um, has written, really, what I consider to be a very fine uh, one-act play based <laughs> in reality. Nothing better than that. I give walking tours. I love telling stories about my beloved hometown. I occasionally deal with dolts. I'm here for the 1145 tour. Uh, There's no 1145 uh, tour today. Today, the tour is at 1245. But it is 1145 now. Yes, it is. But our tour is not until 1245. When is the 1245 tour. It's in one hour at 1245. But it is 1145 now. Uh, Yes, it is. Uh, Then we would like to go on the tour. Excellent. Your tour guide will be here in one hour. Uh, No, it's okay. We are ready now. You don't have to wait for us. No, your tour guide will arrive in one hour, 1245, the time at which we have a tour scheduled. Can I ask you a question? Oh, I would be happy to oblige. Are you certain the tour is at 1245? Yes. That is the time of the tour. Takes out a cell phone and dials. My phone rings. Hello? Hello, the man at the tour won't let us take the 1145 tour. There is no 1145 tour today. Today's tour is at 1245. Click. 
okay, the man on the phone says the tour is canceled. We will go on another tour. Uh, we do have a tour at 1245. Really? Then we want that one. Wow. Joe, um, I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, how you could deal with that <laughs> without losing it completely your grip. I, it's the phone call that's spectacular. That really adds a touch. That it really takes it into Pulitzer Prize winning territory as far as I'm concerned. I don't know whether to call it 1145 or 1245, uh, the name of the play. Or maybe that would be the title. 1145 or 1245. Really just splendid, Joe. Just splendid. A rant from Lewis Tenney. I've been wanting to purchase an Xbox for my son for almost a year now. He's a great kid who's endured the shitstorm of all that COVID has given us along with a cross-country move and his elderly grandparents moving in while remodeling during his senior year. Wow, we are assholes. He may write you next. Anyway, back to the Xbox. What the actual fuck? How can the supply of Xbox continually be bought by other companies who then jack up the price to double the MSRP? Okay? Is that legal? Couldn't someone do that with potatoes or gas? I got really excited the other day when the Microsoft website led me to Walmart.com. They were in stock. For nine hundred fucking dollars. Now Walmart is in on it, so the blueprint is now here for taters. Better saddle up, you fucks. No taters for your Xbox munchies unless you got the box. And rant. Thanks, Lewis. Uh, L O U I S. I'm an L E W. But always nice to meet another Lewis. Jan Kinep is pissed. The Small Business Administration withholding restaurant revitalization fund grants for minority-owned new businesses because some fuckwit in Texas says it's unconstitutional. The Small Business Association then gives the money to non-minority businesses. Woman-owned businesses are minority businesses in this country. Woman getting screwed again. Oh, sorry, Jen, but thanks. Mark Epping Jordan keeps it short and sweet. Hi, Lewis. Just watching the six o'clock national news. Why the fuck is it news that the vast majority of people being hospitalized and dying from COVID are unvaccinated? You mean just like every other fucking lethal infectious disease we have a motherfucking vaccine for? Stop the fucking presses. Yep, six o'clock news can make you crazy, Mark. Thank you. 
Here's a rant from someone who's been sending them in from the very beginning, when we first started doing them, along with, you know, wild, crazy uh, news clippings and stories. And uh, it's always a pleasure to to get her stuff. And uh, I'd love to read more of it, but I want to give everybody a chance. And uh, so this is, uh, I would call it Fourth of July fireworks from Mildred Ellison. Ah, yes, here we are. The 4th of July is upon us at last. Independence Day. And nothing says independence and fucking freedom like watching Joey Chestnut two-handing it while slamming 70 hot doggies down his maw. And we sit on the edge of our seats, just waiting for the day that fat fuck with the mob hit man name finally chokes to fucking death on that one Nathan's all-beef hot dog too far. Stuffing mystery meat in a natural sheepskin tube down your gullet? Sort of like olden times dating, but without the back alley abortions. Ever since latex took over with those hefty big man super triple X condoms, the market for natural sheepskin tubes took a complete fucking dive. Leave it to Nathan's Famous to save the day for the Baba's baby. The middle of summer, and here's three fucking glorious days away from your pompous, rat-dick, Barney fucking Fife boss, and those endless contradictory emails from corporate about returning to the fucking office. Three days with nothing but pure, unadulterated freedom of sitting outside downing cheap-ass swill from the corner gas station, listening to the Pina Colada song as Uncle Mike's hairy, pulsing beer belly drips sweat on the porch and the swing for the fucking fences Yankees suck it with men on bases yet again. Happy Fourth of July, Mildred. Thank you for that. Thanks for the fireworks. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Ha Lewis Black. It is produced by James Salkine. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.